Radio would like to congratulate Jawahar, Pramod, Sanchali and the entire Indo-American News Radio team for expanding the radio station. Indo-American Radio News will now be on air every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. 3 to 4, Indo-American News Unplugged. 4 to 6, Indo-American Radio. They are the king of South Asian news radio shows in the USA. Tune in to Masala Radio 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. and here i am i am the king i am the king that thank you for that musical interlude there guys uh, i am the king of masala radio's talk show uh, hour this is indo american news unplugged and this is jawahar and i am i'm really delighted that you guys are taking some time to spend it with me this next hour you're going to be listening to my voice mostly but also you're going to be listening to uh, the voice of another friend of mine who has been on the show last time with me Randy Sani hi Randy two weeks ago two weeks ago we talked about at that time medicare and now this time around we're going to tackle social security something that is near and dear to everyone's heart it should be because it's the only form of pension that a lot of people have it's really uh, something that we're going to explore the the origins of social security and uh, what you could do with uh, social security should you take it now or you should you take it later that's a very appropriate question and a burning question for a lot of people they're very confused shall i take it when i turn 66 or i'm sorry you can take it as early as 62 right or you should you wait till full retirement at 70 and a half that is the option that is out there and we are going to be talking about it uh, and but before we do all that just so that you uh, have a little perspective we're going to talk about the origin of social security randy is, don't you think that's the right thing that's to do um actually randy can you hear can you say that again it's very important that we talk about it because uh it's been in place for about 80 years but uh more and more and more people in the lower tax bracket are affected and need the money so uh, it's to- worth talking about as to how you can maximize the uh, payment that comes to you and not jeopardize it on the way there right so actually i had, your mic wasn't turned on that's why i asked you to repeat okay. it so okay. so he you you uh, um i'm sorry if uh, you you guys have missed what he said but um you said 80 years it's actually more like 90 years almost the, the social security act which was uh, originally called the federal old age survivors and disability insurance it came in and it was signed august 14th independence day of india <laughs> which year 1935 okay by president franklin d roosevelt, roosevelt. Right. and really it was an it was an outcome of the fact that so many people had just gone through the great depression and they had nothing so uh and 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 uh, the 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 29 was a year when the depression took care took off and with the result a lot of people had never experienced that and they came through with nothing and it became 
a serious issue, financial issue, and that's why uh, President Roosevelt initiated that and it was passed and has been uh, a, a good thing for a lot of people for the longest period of time. So uh, with that, Jawahar, would you want to talk about the more about the origin? Yeah, really. So uh, 1935, uh, right after the Great Depression, people, a lot of people were starving. The Dust Bowl, they lost their farms, they lost their jobs, there were food lines all over the place. There's a statue, uh, well, at the Roosevelt uh, Memorial in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. They have if, uh, a whole uh, recreation of this. People, a line, yes. uh, cast statues of people standing in the food line at that time. So, uh, and uh, everyone in, in, in America at that time were, were wondering, what can we do? We can't go through this again. But they didn't want to go and become a third world country, so they put together a safety net. This was the first safety net. It was uh, uh, the um, uh, 1935, more than 20 million Social Security cards were issued in 1937. And there were two categories of benef beneficiaries added, spouse and minor children of a retired worker. The first benefit check was issued to Ida May Fuller for $22.54 <laughs> in 1940. If I can add to that, if you, $20 million got Social Security checks and the population was under 100 billion at that time. Right, absolutely, yeah. So, so it's it's interesting that you should say that because the maximum earnings in 1937 that were uh, taxed were $3,000 in oh, wow. 1937. And this year, next year is going to be 144000 144000 <laughs> <laughs> But that, you have to account for in inflation because that dollar uh, that was earned in the 35 is slightly different than $2022. Right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, in 1937, there were 53,236 beneficiaries. I see. The dollars that Social Security paid out were 1278000 uh, and it's grown so quite a bit now in the year 2000 there were 45 million social security beneficiaries and now they're up to 73 million yeah 73 million and the amount that's been paid out is over one and a quarter trillion dollars, dollars yeah and it's continue it'll continue to grow uh, because inflation is coming to, and next year is going to grow by five, increase by five point six percent. Right. Plus, the population has grown. Yes. Yes. So uh, there are so many things that have happened as a re as a result of that. Now we're not even talking about uh, other social uh, benefit programs like Medicare. Now Medicare benefits were added in nineteen sixty five to the Social Security uh, program. Program. Right. 20 million people joined in that in three years. 1966, the tax bracket for Medicare was 0.7%. And then the supplemental Social Security income program was uh, started in 1972. So um, as you can see, both of these are, are, are programs that are still with us and they're still used by so many people. They, they depend on this kind of social net uh, to be able to cash them when they are actually either unwell or old. Yeah, it, it's actually it's, it's a supplement to your other retirement, which uh, has been growing 
for reasons, obvious reasons, because you can't survive on the Social Security payments alone over the last so many years. That's why, but it is very important because it might pay the last 30%, 20%, or even 10% of what you need to live on, and that's where Social Security adds up. Now, uh, as a lot of you know, it is paid um, generally in the middle of the month, second Wednesday or something like that every month, and that uh, is a good supplement to the income that, that's already coming in for people who've retired or in the process of retiring. Right. And so, and like you said, so many people depend on this for the actual income once they have retired. So, and um, the question then becomes, what should you do with that? Should you take that income when you retire or fully retire? You know, or, retire. or or should you wait till you're 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 totally vested uh, in the social security uh, uh, program at seventy and a half for a lot of people born before nineteen fifty something something fifty three. You're right. But if you're working and you take social security, then uh, one dollar is deducted from your benefits for every two or three dollars you earn under certain conditions. So one has to be very careful and be knowledgeable as to when you take it and how you take it. Because it could be detrimental to your uh, total program of, of uh, earnings. I uh, see. Yeah. So talk about that. What, what do you... Uh, I, I know um, the, the common idea that most people use without having to think so much is, well, when I turn... You know, 66. I'll take. Uh, maybe I'll take it. Or when I turn 67 or or 70, depending on on whatever factors they are. But it, you're entitled to a full benefit at full retirement age, which is 66 for some people born between 1943 and 54, and it grows up to 67 for those born in 1960 or later. Yeah. And and you can claim as early as 62, but the benefit will be reduced permanently by a certain percentage for each month of beneficiary claims before full retirement age. So the beneficiary, uh, the, the benefit rises 8% for each year a beneficiary delays claiming between full retirement and age 70. Yeah, but there is something that one needs to consider. Mm -hmm. Some people like to say, all right, 62, I'm going to take it. Yes, you have a, a lesser amount. At full retirement age, which is 67 or thereabouts, you get a good sum of money. But if you don't take that money till 70 and a half, then you tend to get 30% more. But uh, there's a certain institution, religious institution in town, that was professing that you wait till you're 70 and a half. And the downside to that is that if you start taking a 67, and uh, if you uh, wait till 70. The difference is about 30%. But if you are, you got four years, you take the money, and you get about $30,000 a year, by the time you get to full retirement age of 70 and a half, the person who started taking it at 67 has a balance of $130,000. Plus, if you do the present uh, discount value, the Let's let's slow down here. I think you're moving so fast. Okay. A lot of people out there are probably not able to follow. Okay. So explain that again a little slowly. Uh, the. Uh, By the way, folks, I want to point out that Randy Sani has an investment 
uh, firm that he's been handling uh, for a number of years, and he has uh, he's passed all these exams and series exams, left and right and middle, and he has a, a quite a few million dollars worth in his the portfolio that he manages. And I'm still learning. And he's still learning. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything every year things change, and now I was reading what the Congress is thinking about doing. They'll change things again. Uh, we had an accountant in our office yesterday, and she was telling us that it is extremely important that you consult your accountant rather than just do things yourself based on what you learn uh, by media. But, uh -huh. but what I was saying was that if you take your money at the age of 67 and you invest it, right? Uh, let's say you get a return of 4%, not more than that, just 4%, unlike last year, the return was much higher. Mm -hmm. Or uh, uh, someone who waits till 70 and a half, by the time he starts his 30% more, he has, the person who started at 67 is has a bank balance of $130,000, because mm -hmm. that's what he's got. Mm -hmm. So the gentleman who starts getting the money at 30, 70 and a half will be 85 years of age when they both have had the, gotten the same amount of money. So look at your portfolio, look at what you're doing, but my suggestion is that you start taking it at the full age of 67 because then that money starts working for you instead of the government using the money for their own purposes and giving it to you at the age of 70 and a half. Did I explain it better? Yeah, you did, you did. Um, the... Uh but now, there's a hypothetical beneficiary, let's uh, example here, uh, let's say who's a beneficiary whose monthly Social Security benefit at full retirement is $3,000. Yes. Okay. Say the beneficiary claimed a reduced benefit of 62, at, at 62 and invested the money, just like you're saying, earning an inflation-adjusted return of 3% a year. By the age 95, the cumulative benefits and investments would be roughly $278,000 lower than the beneficiary had waited until 70. I'm talking about 62, you should never take it if you can avoid it. Mm -hmm. But the full age of 66 or 67 is when you should take it because that is a different program. I had, uh, this question was posed to me about eight years ago and I did the discounted cash flow for the gentleman and showed him how he would be uh, he would be 85 years of age when the the discounted dollars and the present dollars would have the same value that is that he will if you pass away before that you have no way of come make making uh, you lose money on the social security that's what the point is ah, okay okay yeah there is something else who, uh, that i wanted to point out too and that is that the um IRAs. Yeah. If you throw IRAs into the picture, things become a little bit different. So some experts, they claim that uh, you should at least draw from your IRA first and then take Social Security benefits later because of taxation. So consider again a person who's due a $2,000 monthly Social Security benefit at full retirement age. And their IRA is half a million dollars. And um, they have another $200,000 in savings that are expected to grow at a rate of 2% a year. 
If they claim the benefit at 62 and wait until 72 to take the IRA required minimum distribution, uh, but if they live to 100, it would generate roughly 900,000 in, in, in income after paying for housing or other expenses. Now, the, the difference is that drawing down from an IRA at 62 and starting benefits at 70, you have a lower tax bite and a higher benefits. Correct. I, I agree with that. So the, she would, they would have less risk and they would save an extra $163,000. Yeah, but then the, you're assuming that they need the IRA uh, RMD at the age of 62. Right. And, and if you do, then you have other problems that come into play. I'll give you a... Uh, go ahead. Hold on. We, we're going to be going to a commercial break in All just right, a second. We'll come back so, and talk. Right. We'll be back, folks, with, uh, with uh, Indo-American News Unplugged. So don't go away. This is Jawahar, and I'm talking to Randy Sani, and we will be going to these messages very shortly. So um, hopefully this is of some interest to you. If you want to call in with uh, any questions or anything else, just call us at 281-277-6874, Indo-American News Unplugged, uh, with Jawahar and Randy. We'll be right back. Welcome to Indo-American News Unplugged. A new way to share your views with Jawahar, Sanchali and Pramod. GSH Event Center announces free classes on Zoom every Sunday at 10 a.m. Bhagavad Gita class by Sri Vishnu Bhai Devecha. Gujarati language class by Sri Arvind Bhai Patel. Yoga class by Pradeep Sharma. To get the Zoom link, call Jagdish Kothari at 281-827-3488. Library will be open Saturday 10 to 12 and Sunday 12 to 2. Sports room with table tennis and carom boards are now open for all. Interested in hosting classes? Call Jagdish Kothari at 281-827-3488 or Email finance99 at gmail.com. I love you, Papa, because you are always there for me. When I cry, you make me laugh. When I fall, you pick me up. When I'm all alone, you're my best friend. When I won the spelling bee, you clapped the loudest. You want to always be there for your children. But we all know there are no guarantees in life. And too many Americans today are not prepared for the unexpected with adequate life insurance. I, Ina Patel, would like to help you secure your family's financial future. I'm a trained professional who can help you identify your financial needs and determine which insurance and financial products can best help you meet your objectives. Contact me now to learn more about life insurance, long-term care insurance, retirement income, and various other insurance options. Call me for a complimentary consultation, 713-591-4130. Ina Patel, agent with New York Life Insurance Company. Be good at life. 
Masala Radio would like to congratulate Jawahar, Pramod, Sanchali and the entire Indo-American news radio team for expanding the radio station. Indo-American radio news will now be on air every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. 3 to 4, Indo-American news unplugged 4 to 6, Indo-American radio. They are the king of South Asian news radio shows in the USA. Tune in to Masala Radio 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. You know, that expansion thing reminds me of a pregnant woman walking into a store and the clerk says, thanks to your expansion, we're expanding too. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> I see. So we, we are certainly expanding the, in, the Masala radio programming. <laughs> where's the where's the tummy <laughs> I know uh, gosh so this is Jawahar and uh, Randhir Sani we're talking about social security and what you should do with the money and when you might consider taking it out and using it in the event that you're close to a retirement age so we uh, if you have uh, some suggestions any comments you want to make you can call us at 281 2776874 we'll be delighted to talk to you and have your input but uh, it sounds like uh, maybe other people are already well settled in the social security nobody's calling well they'll call because they are this is a very uh, esoteric subject which people just say oh i'm getting money that's better than anything so they keep taking and they don't realize what options they have how they can maximize things and Uh, 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 your accountant should be able to help you and that's extremely important that you consult with him or her before you start taking Social Security. Yeah, well, on one thing we have agreed, which is that at 62, it's not a good, no. it's not a good idea to start taking Social Security at 62. Right. If you want to do it, you could do it at 66 and, or 67. Yeah, it, I think it goes up every year. 8%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about the age is going up. Social Security age is going from 66 and a half to 70 Correct. Uh, to to 67. Right. And uh that depends on when you were born. Right. By the way, I know that a lot of our people are immigrants who are getting into this this age bracket. These are first generation immigrants who are now facing uh, the prospect of of retiring and moving on and possibly thinking about uh you know what to whether they should go back to the old country. But one of the things that, that you ni- need to understand is there are international agreements regarding social security. That's right. They're with one country to the other. So these agreements serve two purposes. First, they eliminate dual social security taxation. In other words, <clears throat> the situation that occurs when a worker from one country works in another country is required to pay social security taxes to both countries on the same earnings. Right. <clears throat> and second the agreements help fill in gaps in benefit protection for workers who have divided the careers between the United States and another country so so that you don't get caught in this there are 54 countries uh that have actually signed an agreement uh signed this total it's called um totalization agreements with the social security administration and india is not one of them <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people settling uh, in um countries are more uh, 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 
better priced and uh, give you more value for your money. Like uh, like Poland or Mexico. Yes. Or Slovak or the Czech Republic. Right. And but, but if you choose a place like Japan or South Korea or France or Sweden, you may find you a big surprise. So the so the answer is that you should contact the Social Security Administration mm-hmm. and find out what the consequences of going to another country would be in terms of your benefits. Right, absolutely. So before you decide to to go and live in that beautiful apartment you bought in Gurgaon <laughs> or in... in uh, in Guadalajara, Mexico. Yeah, or in, in uh, what you call it, uh, Santa Cruz, Bombay. You know, <laughs> you, you, you need to think about that. Um, so uh, besides, there's one other thing, but it's slightly related. But, but Medicare only covers you when you go outside of the U.S. for 30 days. Right. After that, you're yeah, on your no, own, buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, then you better have some separate insurance, private insurance, which is always dicey. Anyway, so go ahead, uh, Randy. What what were you saying about RMDs? Required minimum distribution is uh, uh, is based on your the value of your portfolio mm-hmm. and what it has, and uh, you have to consider your tax base right. to see what percentage you take. the The rule of thumb is four percent, but does not apply to people who may have more or less available to them or they have other sources of income. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful in establishing and you might like to change the rate every year. Be- but can you do that every year? Yes, you can change the rate. I mean, you can go and... You but can- the minimum is 4%. There is, yes. But the point is that you have to look at your tax uh, situation. And I, I uh, got an account where the person had about a million bucks in their retirement plan and then the that was 10 years ago today they have 2 million dollars and they've taken out about 800,000 in rmd mm. so now we have to talk to the accountant to see if that amount needs to be increased because age goes on and you you have less time to accumulate uh, take that money so you have to see what you can do and the other rule that comes into play is that once the uh, retire, IRS, IRA goes into the next generation, it has to be taken in 10 years. Right, that is true. The, your, your beneficiaries need to take it, spend the whole IRA within 10 years. Right, so if, in, in this case, uh, they have two children. They each will have to take an additional $100,000 a year so that they go jump into the next tax bracket. So it's very important to consider what you should take in RMD uh, every year. Mm -hmm. Review it every year to see where you go. Yeah, I see. So then how does that uh, change the investment portfolio? I mean, RMDs, you have to start this at age 70 and a half. Right. So there is no delaying that. It's changed, I believe, uh, by half a year this year. They're delaying it because people are running out of money by 85 years of age. Right. So it's going slightly, I think it's uh, half year, 72, you have to take it by next year or something like that. I see. Okay, okay. But, so, but you can take more, but you can't take less. So, But if you take more, the taxation yes, you is have an to, issue. You have to take uh, into consideration what your income level is from other sources 
And then in light of that, you should see how you can maximize your uh, keeping as much money with you as possible. That's where the accountant comes in. Right. So uh, the you pay taxes on Social Security income. Yes. And you pay taxes on RMDs. That's ordinary income. If they're not from a Roth IRA. Yes. But then Roth IRA, you've already paid the money. You paid the tax already. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was talking to his accountant. She says, why don't you, they should, everybody should take, use their Roth IRA. Yeah, I said, you, you're taking, paying the government today and you're, you're, that money could be earning and you could, it could be much higher depending on what uh, the uh, economic conditions are. Right. I, I've never been a big fan of Roth IRAs. Me too. I mean, I think a regular IRA or a SEP IRA or 401k is so much better, better right. because you allow the money to grow. Right. And, uh, but some, somewhere, some crazy idea came along with the Roth IRAs right after 1986, somewhere around there. Because people tend to, uh, the, the government gets the tax way in ahead of the game, and that's what they like. That's why the law was passed. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, the therefore, it, that is a terribly important factor yes. in deciding how much money you're going to have to live on. Right. And, and something else people need to consider in Social Security income is one thing, but, but the quality of life that you have, uh, the cost of... Day of of not Living. of adult care, adult care, mm -hmm. when you are elderly, is quite high. Yes, it is, and you can buy insurance, but don't, that only lasts about three hundred thousand or three hundred fifty thousand. Then you own on your own again. Right, and that insurance is the premium is hefty. Very, yes, take money out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, so take money out of your pocket now, and then if, for example, if you take it now and you need it in two years. They only give you a prorated amount. That's they don't right. give you the full amount. That's right. So you have to allow it to grow for a certain period of years. That's right. So it, it's it, it, the you one earns all their life, and so one should not depend on uh, what you read in the papers. You have to do some research. You have to find out what's going on and how you should take advantage of the of the changing tax laws, which will continue to change. Now another factor that's come into play is inflation. Uh -huh. And and the commodities are going up by left, right, and center. Not just energy. Right now they are. Yes. Yes. All in the past two months they've gone up. Yes, I happened to go to. I put out bird seed. Uh -huh. I happened to go to Lowe's and I bought a sack which was six dollars and something four months ago. Uh -huh. Last time I went, it was eight bucks. Uh -huh. Last week, it was ten bucks and something. Wow! So forty percent—that's sixty percent increase in price. And those are what? What? What does it consist of? Uh, the basic grain. That, that's true, but they're going to say it was all supply chain related. You know, stuff. I know everything is supply chain. Yeah, right now that's a good, <laughs> easy excuse to use. And that's what the G20 is doing the same thing. They're talking about supply chain in, Euro in Europe. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Indo American News Unplugged. This is Jawahar. I'm talking to Randy Sani, who's, a very, as you can tell, a very wise investor, and <laughs> he gives advice to a lot of people. Also, he, he manages a portfolio of several million dollars. And it, uh, I'm going to point out one thing. I don't advertise. I don't, so this unsolicited money that comes into me. Right. So he's not, all of this stuff is uh, if, uh, wisdom that he's gained over the years of helping people 
with exactly these kind of problems and more. Yeah. And more. So, um, the, uh, if you've got any questions, you can call us at 281-277-6874. Or if you have a comment you want to make, uh, or you've got a great idea on how to improve the, your outcome after, with Social Security. You know, or you have another point of view. Or another point of view. Yeah, we would very much like to hear from you so we can learn. Yeah, yeah. There must be other points of view. Right, right. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, we're not the only ones who are thinking this in this kind of way. Uh, we are going to tackle Social Security plus any other issues that would help to generate more income for uh, for people as they get older. But right now, we're talking about the expense side of things. I wanted to point out... Um, uh, elder care is very expensive. Right. It's in some cases, elder care for, uh, is assisted care for people when they get a little un infirm and they want help to get up the stairs or to change a light bulb or whatever it is. And there are assisted living facilities here. Then there's memory loss, loss, you know, and to to deal with people who have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, and there's there's care of that sort, then there's eventually there's care for people who are just too infirm to do a lot and have to do, have to depend on someone to help them all the time. So uh, who knows when this starts? You know, it could be when you're a very young person or it could be when you're much older. There's no guarantee that you're going to be having uh, any of this happen to you when you're uh, 60 years old or 65 and plan for it. But the point is that you have to plan for it. Right. And what is the cost somewhere for this sort of thing, Randy? Any idea? No, they, they, it depends on what, this, what services you require and what sort of uh, uh, home you go to. Mm -hmm. it, it, and different homes offer the services at different prices because they have different uh, quality of, of uh, service. Right. So, but they, but they, obviously, this is a very good business because you're seeing high-rises coming all over Houston uh, for elderly care for this reason because there's, there's benefit, there's profit to be made in them and the demand is there. Right. A huge amount of demand. And, and someone just texted me and pointed out that in all the social security uh, calculations that we make, we have to kind of estimate the lifespan and that's what uh, actuaries do, right? Right. For right. life insurance right. companies. They, they're the, life insurance is all built around actuaries. I mean, it took me the longest time to figure this out, but, <laughs> but they, they, they bet you're going to live only so long. Right. And they, 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 the rule of thumb is you live, if you lived a good, decent life, five years longer than your parents. Uh -huh. and, and which means that, uh, you know, in, in uh, certain cases, you might live up to 100 years of age. I know someone whose mother is 102. Whoa! And uh, she's perfectly normal, but uh, her uh, body functions and physical functions are not as good as they were. But she mentally, she's fine, and she eats well, etc., etc. So, yeah, yeah. So, so there, that is really uh, out of our control. But, right. but, but what we can use as an estimation of how long you're going to live is, you know, I mean, uh, let's put it this way. Somebody might think, okay, I'm, I'm 70 years old, I'm going to live another 15 years. And then and they'd come up with their calculations, so I'm going to I, I might be able to get by on 80,000 or 100,000 a year. 
for for uh, 15, 15 years. years. That's a yeah. million and a half dollars, right? But they grow also, so you won't spend all of it because you're, one is the expense side, the other is the appreciation side, if you invest properly. Correct. But the news that I have, because I'm, as a lot of people know, my mother is quite elderly. Yes. And I, I, I'm, I'm, she's, she's living with me, so I end up taking care of a lot of the expenses, uh, myself, my brother. But her care with people coming to the house and taking care of her, and and not us having to pay for rental for nursing home and so on. Her care alone is about sixty seven to seventy thousand a year. Wow, but five thousand, five to six thousand dollars a year. Right, that's including. A month, I'm sorry. That's including the Medicare insurance that right. she carries, plus yeah. the drugs, plus the, the the care, plus other stuff. You know, so you can imagine now if you're already seventy years old and you've got twenty years to go, and let's say you're you're that's your time horizon. In 10 years, you need this kind of care. You're looking at $700,000. Yes, right. And that, that is not uh, putting that aside over a period of time. And then it appreciates. And also the cost of stuff goes up. Medicine, and, medicine goes up like there's no tomorrow. Correct. Price. So there's nothing in the safety net that we have right now that helps with this kind of uh, care. Right. Because Medicare only carries you so far, right? As we discussed last time, right? So the thing is that one has to be extremely careful and just not uh, arbitrarily make decisions, make informed decisions in terms of uh, various aspects of uh, money management, right? Well, folks, this is Indo-American News Unplugged. This is Jawahar Malhotra, and I'm talking with Randy Sani. We're talking about as you can tell, Social Security and what you sh should and should not do. One of the things that we're going to touch upon is what happens if you're divorced. That's something that uh, Social Security has a different formula for, and, and you need to understand that because a lot of our folks now are facing that kind of situation. So don't go away. You can call us at 281-277-6874. This is Jawahar, Indo-American News Unplugged. News Unplugged. I don't A new way to share your views with Jawahar, Sanchali and Pramod. सेहत अच्छी हो चेहरे पे लाली हो चारों तरफ खुशाली ही खुशाली हो आपकी तिजोरी हीरो से न कभी खाली हो इस साल आपकी ऐसी दिवाली हो महाराजा 5821 महाराजा डायमंड्स बनाइए इस दिवाली हीरो वाली Radio is now adding new Bollywood fans to our team. Now training new part-time radio jockeys. All you need is a clear voice, fun personality, and a little knowledge of Bollywood. No prior experience needed, and we will train and guide you completely. To apply, message us on Facebook, Masala Radio 98.7 FM, or email admin at masalaradio.com. And join the crazy Masala crew. Soon 
in the prestigious Johnson Development. Imperial Square. Near Skeeter Stadium. First Indo Park Center with Imperial Spice Grocery and Halal Meat. Elite Indo Park Restaurant and Royal Banquet Hall. Brand new center. Modern design. Right on Highway 6 in Sugarland. First project of its kind in the entire US. Masala Radio Grand Opening Dhamal coming soon. Brought to you by Taj Moment, Sayyid Ali, Taz Enterprise and Partners. Hello, hello. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. Bob's Lounge presents Bollywood Scream Halloween Costume Party. Saturday, October 30th, $1,000 cash for the best costume. Free shots for everyone in costume every 30 minutes starting at 11 p.m. Halloween party at Bob's Lounge on Hillcroft. Bollywood DJs, no cover all night. $1,000 cash for the best costume. Bob's Lounge, 6401 Hillcroft, 281-974-4918. Party with the Bhutanath, relax man. Come party with the Bhutanath, relax man. Masala Radio would like to congratulate Jawahar, Pramod, Sanchali and the entire Indo-American news radio team for expanding the radio station. Indo-American radio news will now be on air every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. 3 to 4, Indo-American news unplugged. 4 to 6, Indo-American radio. They are the king of South Asian news radio shows in the USA. Tune in to Masala Radio 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. I've always wanted to be King Randy, so don't smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jawahar, and I am, you got me this week. Uh, we alternate on weeks. We alternate between Jyoti, uh, myself, and Sanchali. And next week, I believe Sanchali is going to be on the air with a very special guest. So you can, the whole idea is to motivate you guys to, with different topics that we can talk about. So right now we're talking about social security. Last week we uh, last time I was on I talked about Medicare because that's the kind of thing that that turns me on. I mean, I talk about this, I talk about geopolitics, talk about climate control, so on and so forth. Uh but but Jyoti does songs. She does uh classical music, Bollywood style uh songs and so on and so forth. And then Sanchali has a more personalized approach to stuff. The the and uh, it's been quite interesting that uh, uh, the show has taken a direction that is moving and that is in line with the, what the, the the listeners want to hear and so that is very good and and uh, the the music that's played from 3 to 4 is generally quite good it's also it enlightens you about uh classical music and that's where jyoti comes into play right well so to, so to say she she plays songs and she comes into play <laughs> 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 she'll hit me over the head when she hears this <laughs> so this is uh, i in case you want to call us uh, you can call us at 281-277-6874 it sure would be nice to know if there's someone out there's listening knock 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 so But now on the social security front we have one more thing that we haven't touched on and I wanted to point out uh what happens if you're divorced. 
So if you know your your a spouse is uh, can claim uh, the the public pension that uh, and collect social security benefits of a spouse that's been deceased, and they can actually get up to half of that spouse's income or social security benefits, uh, and then once they start taking their own benefits. You have, you, you have a choice. You have to say, well, should I continue on with my spouse's benefits because they're much higher than mine? You can. You can do that. Yeah. So there's that benefit from a spouse that's died. But what about a spouse that you no longer care about and that you, know, you mistreated you, for example, or you mistreated her or him? <laughs> so can a divorced person who is married for more than 10 years claim a spousal benefit on the on the ex spouse's work record, and then switch to their own retirement benefit. And the answer is well, it used to be you could, but not anymore. When did they stop it? The government eliminated the strategy that allowed a spouse or divorced spouse to use a restricted application to file for a spousal benefit while le- while letting their own retirement benefit grow. Now, only people born be- before 1954 can do this. So okay. if you're born after 54... No, no benefits. No, no dice. No mm. dice. Instead, when a spouse or divorced spouse files for benefits, the government will give him or her all the benefits that they are eligible for, whether it is for retirement benefit or a spousal benefit. And... Uh, um, so you have to consult with a, a company that actually helps individuals maximize their lifetime income with someone like you. I know. I think that's very, very important, and people uh, overlook it that you have to find a, uh, someone, a financial advisor, who can give you the rules. And the, and the other thing is the rules change. Now they're, with the new tax laws that are in being considered in Congress, things will change to some degree and it might affect some people and not others. So knowing about that is very important. I know it's a it's a headache to be knowing all the rules and regulations. That's why I always recommend you have an accountant rather than travel. A lot of people do their own taxes, fine, but they may or may not know what they're missing out. Right. Now, it, with this divorce situation, mm-hmm. things get a little interesting, uh, Randir. And I know there's a lot of divorce that's happened for people uh, in our community uh, uh, over the past uh, few decades. A divorced spouse can file for spousal benefit even if the ex-spouse has not yet claimed the benefit as long as both are at least 62 and are divorced for more than two years. Mm, That's interesting. A married spouse must wait until her spouse has filed. So, but if the ex-spouse dies, the picture changes. The surviving ex-spouse can claim a survivor benefit as early as 60 and allow her retirement benefit to grow until at least as late as 70. Or they can claim a, a reduced retirement benefit early and then switch to a higher survivor benefit at full retirement age. If you were married for 10 years, keep tabs on the ex-spouse. <laughs> That's the lesson to be learned. Once he or she d- dies, the survivor benefit could be higher than your own. 
So, so you really again the same thing. You have to be on the ball. Right. Uh, otherwise, you can lose out without knowing where which way you're going or which way you're turning. Right. So even if you cut the ties that bind you with your with the spouse. Uh, there are things that could happen, especially if you were bef- born before 1954, oh, right. that may make it to your benefit to claim on your dead ex-spouse's survivor benefits. Right. So right. in that case, the rules haven't changed at all. It's like you were still married. Right. So, so, so again, information is of great value. And I've repeated that about five times, but that is what it takes in this day and age with the changing rules and regulations. Right, and and here we are. This is Indo-American News Radio Unplugged. We are giving you this information. We 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 don't just love to talk about this just for the heck of it. We're giving you this information because it is a it has value to you, and hopefully you can come up and call and say, uh, "Well, I didn't know that." Now, that'd be nice to know what uh, level of information dissemination occurs at the common level. Yeah, at the common level. Uh, yeah. So uh, you, I'm not a, an expert, obviously, but I'm 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 dangerous <laughs> because I'm not an expert. Me too. <laughs> the the, the uh, last time when I was here, I got a call after that from a lady, and she says, "How when can I do a 1031 exchange?" She was selling a house, but she has seven days. She said, can I do it? Uh-huh. It takes a long time to find the property, to do the exchange. So information, knowledge is very, very important, not just at the last minute you try and do something. That's why it's important for us to be telling you that you need to get on the ball and look at these things or get a consultant who can do this. Right. So the, thing, the takeaways from our conversation today, Randy, are that... If sometimes it's it may be to your benefit to delay taking Social Security till 70. But on the other hand, you should check out whether it's to your benefit to start taking it at 65. 66. Or 66, I'm sorry, 66. And then uh, rather than, than just leaving that money in there. It's very quite simple. You, you know the amount you're going to get at 66, and the, you know the amount that you're going to go at 70 and a half or 71. You can take the money and do a discount cash flow. Uh, and if you can't do it, there are other people who can do it who can tell you exactly what you'll have when the 70 and a half, when you reach 70 and a half, what you will expect. And you can, it's very simple uh, calculation that tells you that you should take it now or take it later. Right, yeah. So that's one of the takeaways. Uh, the second takeaway was that um, RMDs. Required minimum, yeah. Required minimum distributions at 4%. Right. So, that, or greater. Uh, yeah, the 4% rule is a rule that should not be applied to everyone. Mm-hmm. Because that has that's just an arbitrary rule that came into play. But... Higher inflation or lower inflation, needs changes, age, they all come into play to determine what you need and your tax bracket. Right. And, and one more takeaway was the IRA situation. So right. it may be to your benefit to start dipping into your IRA first right. rather than taking your Social Security at 70 or, or, I mean, between 62 and 70, I guess. If you need money to supplement your income, then the IRA comes into play. If you're 59 and a half, you can start taking it without any um, 
questions asked. Right. Yeah, and mostly because of the taxation. Right. So you benefit by not paying double taxation right. because at 70 you get the RMDs and you have your Social Security, you're paying taxes on two sources of income, right? Let, to give you an example, let's say you had uh, uh, this thing, Chevron stock or any of the stock, uh, which which was last year or year before it was $60, and you uh, started, you took it, and your cost was thirty. So you pay taxes on thirty. If you took it out today, it's hundred and fourteen dollars. So mm-hmm. you, your tax rate goes up because you have more money to take out, and the cost is differential so much. Your taxes on tax on the income. Right. So that that is takeaway number three. Yeah. The last takeaway is what happens when you have an ex-spouse. So you are, if you're born before 1954, you're okay. You're You're still entitled to the better benefits of your ex-spouse's benefits, half your ex-spouse's benefits, or yours. Now, if the ex-spouse dies, you're still entitled to have the benefits of the, the greater benefits of that ex-spouse versus yours. So the bad part is you earn the money, then you have to worry about how to uh, conserve it, right? And and how do you use it? And so, the, but this is what um, the taxation does to you, and and the changing rules do to you. So you have to be on the ball again, at the risk of repeating. You should have an advisor, an accountant, or somebody who can give you a brief summary of what the consequences of your actions may be. Right, and and don't forget, if you move to another country, if it's one of the countries that has uh, a not total uh, totalization agreement with the U.S., with SSA, then you may not have to pay double taxation, taxation on yeah. the income if you're working in the <clears throat> other country. Right. Even after you've actually left this country and you've settled over there. But India is not one of those countries that are in, in this agreement. Yeah. And, and uh, the, there's a trend that people are moving to other countries in and, and larger numbers because they believe that the quality of life may be better over there. I know a friend of mine who moved to Mexico and has been very, very happy uh, and living there because cost of living is much lower as well as the fact is that he has the flexibility of using that money as and when he wants because he's still sitting in the bank. Right, and a, a listener just called in and said, if you're a veteran or you're oh, disabled, then the laws are different. Yes. So, so Social Security is a very complicated mess. It's not for the faint-hearted. Hearted, right. And you have to really stay on current with it to be able to figure out uh, what is better for you to work with. Um, so, folks, this is Jawahar Malhotra. I've been talking to have a nice conversation with my friend Randy Sani, uh, who is an investment advisor and has all sorts of good information. If you want to reach him, you can reach him at 713-806-3180. And if you want to reach us, you can reach us at 281-277-6874. This is uh, the radio station uh, Masala radio station, uh, Indo-American News Unplugged. And if you just want to shoot the the breeze with me, and you can certainly do that anytime. Uh, we're going to be going on to our next show, uh, which is Indo-American News Radio, and where we have a number of uh, guests for today. Randy, you have one Yeah, more? I just want to say thank you very much, Johar. 
for inviting me again, and um, it's my pleasure to be here. Oh, I, 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 it's it's really my pleasure that you came along because uh, you're my go-to guy for stuff like this. Last, <laughs> thank you. And and we I, and you have a wealth of knowledge, and that's very very helpful to a lot of people. Hopefully, this is a big help to you folks out there to know what to look out for. Uh, if you're a young person, if you're 30 or 40, you may not even be thinking about this. No, but you need to. And yep, that's the that's the time we need to think and invest because if you invest between 20 and 30, mm-hmm. some money, and you invest the same amount of money between 30 and 50, the money you invested will earn will be of greater value than at the age of 50 if you invest. So point is. Time is of great essence in investments. Right. And one of the things that you could do right now, if you're 20 or 30, is to long-term, uh, long-term care insurance. Yes. Your premiums would be very, very low. Right. And they could, have, they could grow enough to where you can do something with it. When, when I was growing up, <laughs> this sort of long-term care insurance didn't exist. Right. So suddenly now it's all over the place. I see the promote coming so your next show is ready to go right it is ready to go we're going to be going to Indo-American News Radio uh, in, uh, from 4 to 6 hopefully you'll stay on and you'll listen to us we have st- uh, three guests one is uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Kamal Kalsi Kamal Singh Kalsi he'll be calling in from Jersey we'll have Dan Mayor he'll be talking about Angkor Wat and his travels there and then also we'll start out with Ashok Moza, who'll talk about the, Kashmir, the, the, the Kashmir issue and the state of Hindus in Bangladesh. So folks, don't go away. We are going to be back with the next part of our show. And next week we'll have Jyoti Kulkarni. No, we'll have Sanchali Vasu with, with uh, a very special guest talking about, uh, well, I won't give that away. We'll let you know a little later on. And uh, so this is an American News Radio. We've really enjoyed having you with us. And hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us. Yeah, that's more important. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Joahar, and we'll talk to you later.